Let's talk about love. Let's talk about money. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about drugs. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about me. Let's talk about us. Let's talk about we. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about me. Let's talk about us. Let's talk about we. Let's talk about wealth. Let's talk about greed. Let's talk being broke, living in poverty. Let's talk about black. Let's talk about white. Let's talk about how we still fight for our rights. Let's talk government, sex schemes, and drugs. And let's talk about God. Let's talk about love. Let's discuss our feelings. Hey y'all, welcome to Blessed to Be S. I'm your cousin in Christ, Wantra Levette, and this is Bougie Bible Study. If you are new here, I like to welcome you to the best Bible study class that you would ever come across. But if you are not new here, then you already know how we get down over here at Blessed to Be S as we dive in a chapter a week into the Bible as we get the backstory and we can break it down and we can understand the stories of the Bible that happened back then so we can apply them for our lives today. Now what God is doing for me in my life has to be one of the magnificent things that I've ever witnessed in my life and to be able to read the Bible and dissect it and break it down and take things from it and apply it to my life has been nothing but the grace of God that has been allowing me to be on this journey and I have to say that it has been the best journey that I could even look for or even look into to want to be on with God by my side like I can't imagine not having God in my life for me life does not add up without God it just doesn't make sense and however you want to identify your God that's your business but I'm talking about the God the one who created us the one who appointed his life for us like he had literally gave his son for us to live and what an honor that is to be a child of God like it is such a blessing just in that alone to be a child of God I shouldn't even have to worry about anything but of course life does that for you and life allows you to make choices and those choices could either be good or bad they could be evil or righteous or they could be good or satan it's however you choose to make the choice whatever it is that you choose to make the choice in but I love that God doesn't compare his children and I love that God has put me in a position that people even though they will compare the things that I say and that I do God is not comparing me nor is he comparing associate with how I'm getting to know him and I'm very honored to know that so welcome all of you guys to bougie bible study this is going to be awesome it's going to be great if you are new here but i advise you to go check out any episode before that way you can kind of understand where this bible study class is taking us and where we are heading just by having a relationship with god like definitely manifesting good things into our lives the peace the power the love the forgiveness that god has for us it belongs to us so if you are ready go ahead and grab your bible you can read out of any version you choose to read out of to Today's class will be on Act chapter 26. That's Acts chapter 26. And the story is 
Paul tell his life story to a king. Now, we left off at Acts 17, um, and it was pretty interesting how Paul was just like confessing and testifying his journey, how he's been on this path that the Lord has set him on, like using him as an example. And he wasn't afraid to, to explain and tell the people like he was not going back to his old ways. He was never going to return back to that. He was going to always stand firm and fight for the word of God. And he was going to make sure that people understood that whether they liked him or not. So go ahead and grab your Bibles. If you are ready, I am too. And let's begin. Paul tells his life story to a king. Acts chapter 26. Then Agrippa said to Paul, you have permission to speak for yourself. So Paul motioned with his hand and began his defense. King Agrippa, I consider myself fortunate to stand before you today as I make my defense against all the accusations of the Jews, and especially so because you are well acquainted with all the Jewish customs and controversies. Therefore, I beg you to listen to me patiently. The Jewish people all know the way I have lived ever since I was a child, from the beginning of my life in my own country and also in Jerusalem. They have known me for a long time and can testify, if they are willing, that I conform to the strictest sects of our religion, living as a Pharisee. And now, it is because of my hope in what God has promised our ancestors that I am on trial today. This is the promise our 12 tribes are hoping to see fulfilled as they earnestly serve God day and night. King Agrippa, it is because of this hope that these Jews are accusing me. Why should any of you consider it incredible that God raises the dead? I too was convinced that I ought to do all that was possible to oppose the name of Jesus of Nazareth. And that is just what I did in Jerusalem. On the authority of the chief priests, I put many of the Lord's people in prison. And when they were put to death, I cast my vote against them. Many a time, I went from one synagogue to another to have them punished. And I tried to force them to blasphemy. I was so obsessed with persecuting them that I even hunted them down in foreign cities. On one of those journeys, I was going to Damascus with the authority and commission of the chief priests. About noon, King Agrippa, as I was on the road, I saw a light from heaven brighter than the sun blazing around me and my companions. We all fell to the ground. And I heard a voice saying to me in Aramaic, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? It is hard for you to kick against the goats. Let me give you an example of what goats is. An ox goat was a sharp goat or spike on a pole that farmers used to control oxen when plowing. Each kick against the goat would simply cause pain. The proverb means you are only hurting yourself. It is hard for you to kick against the goats. Then I asked, who are you, Lord? I am Jesus, who you are persecuting, the Lord replied. Now get up and stand on your feet. I have appeared to you to appoint you as a servant and as a witness of what you have seen and will see of me. 
I will rescue you from your own people and from the Gentile. I am sending you to them to open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Verse 19. So then, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the vision from heaven, first to those in Damascus, then to those in Jerusalem and all Judea, and then to the Gentiles. I preached that they should repent and turn to God and demonstrate their repentance by their deeds. That is why some Jews seized me in the temple courts and tried to kill me. But God has helped me to this very day. So I stand here and testify too small and great alike. I am saying nothing beyond what the prophets and Moses said would happen. That the Messiah would suffer and as the first to rise from the dead. Would bring the message of light to his own people and to the Gentile. Verse 24. At this point, Festus interrupted Paul's defense. You are out of your mind, Paul, he shouted. Your great learning is driving you insane. I am not insane, most excellent Festus, Paul replied. What I am saying is true and reasonable. The king is familiar with these things. I can speak freely to him. I am convinced that none of this has escaped his notice because it was not done in a corner. King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know you do. Then King Agrippa said to Paul, Do you think that in a such a short time you can persuade me to be a Christian? Paul replied, Short time or long? I pray to God that not only you, but all who are listening to me today may become what I am except for these chains. Then the king rose, and with him the governor and Bernice and those sitting with them. After they left the room, they began saying to one another, This man is not doing anything that deserves death or imprisonment. Agrippa said to Festus, This man could have been set free if he had not appealed to Caesar. And that is the end of our chapter, you guys. Oh, let's break it down. Let's break it down. Okay, boom. So we don't know what happened and how they end up capturing Paul before he end up telling his story to King Agrippa. But by him going to King Agrippa, King Agrippa allowed Paul to speak freely. He gave him permission. So Paul began to testify. He began to just break it down. Like, look, King, I consider myself very fortunate. I come from a very royal family. I come from a background where I don't have to hustle and bustle. I don't have to do anything. I can just be me. He also lets the king know, I should not be here. I'm being accused of something by my faith. Why am I here? He like all the people here in Jewish, they know me. They, they've been knowing me since I was a little kid. They know that I conform to be this person and live in, in a Pharisee. Like they know that I conform to be a soldier, okay? They know me, they know my background. He was like, I too was convinced that I should be getting rid of all the people who praise this Jesus of Nazareth. And that's exactly what I was trying to do, King. I was trying to slay and kill everybody who mentioned about this Jesus of Nazareth. I was told that I had the permission to do that. And so I was on a mission doing my soldier duties, making sure that ain't nobody out here is talking about no King Nazareth when we already had a king. But King Agrippa, on my way to slaughter and murder these people and put them to rest, 
he like, but it is because of my hope of what I seen that these people are locking me up. That's why I'm here. So on this journey, I was going to Damascus and on my way to Damascus, this bright light came upon me and it, it was so bright, it shook me and my companion. We, we all fell to the ground. And in the midst of that king, I heard the Lord speak to me in Aramaic, asking me why am I persecuting him? For a minute, I thought I was tripping because I'm like, ain't no way this light speaking to me. But no, King, it was. It was speaking to me. And so I was like, who is this, Lord? Is this you, Lord? And the Lord said, yes, it's me, Jesus. Why are you persecuting me? From that moment, he blinded me, King. I could not see for three days. He told me to get up on my feet and he sent me to Damascus. And while I was in Damascus, he sent somebody to heal me. And he told me in a vision what I was supposed to do. So am I supposed to disobey heaven's vision? Like, no. I immediately turned my life around and I start working for the Lord. So you see, King, I'm only here because I stand here fearlessly working for the Lord. And I no longer work for the chief priests, the leaders, the people of this town. And they can't take it. They mad at me because I used to be a soldier for them. But you see, I'm a soldier for the Lord now. And they are upset with me, right? So why am I here? I'm only here because I love the Lord and I'm here to do the job that the Lord is asking me to do, which is to preach his word and that to let the people know to repent. He only want the people to repent so they could turn from darkness like I was. I was in complete darkness and now I see. I see everything. Jesus told me, I have appeared to you to appoint you as a servant and as a witness of what you have seen and what you will see of me. And I tell you, King, he has rescued me from my own darkness. He was like, I went first to Damascus, then to Jerusalem, and then to Judea, and then to the Gentiles. I preached that they all should repent because that's what God has instructed me to do. He's like, that's why some Jews have seized me, but I have done nothing. And he's like, I'm not even saying nothing beyond of what the prophets and Moses said what would happen, but they can't take the truth. So they're trying to get rid of me. They want me gone. To him, he's like, I preach that they should repent to God and demonstrate their repentance by their deeds. That is why some Jews seized me in the temple courts and tried to kill me. But God has helped me to this very day. I wanted to just break that down. How many people has God has helped to this very day? I got my hand raised so high because God has helped me to this very day. He has completely turned my life around. He has completely continued to give me when I thought I didn't have. He continued to forgive me when I felt like I shouldn't be forgiven. He has constantly helped me to this day. He was saying, I refuse to not talk about how God has helped me today. And I don't care if you like it or not, or the chief like it, nor the priest like it, nor the leaders like it or not. God has helped me to this very day. So I stand here fearlessly to tell my story. And y'all all know who I was. Y'all know where I came from. Y'all know how I was out here. I was a straight soldier. Y'all know how I was moving. God turned my life around. I'm not saying nothing that's outside of reach that what you cannot understand because y'all know me. Ask them. Testify if y'all willing. I done tried to get people to lie. I done killed people. I done went to foreign cities to take people down when they mentioned Jesus of Nazareth. You can't tell me that I wasn't out here moving funny. I was out here moving dirty. I was out here in darkness. 
but God has helped me to this very day. He stopped me in my tracks on the way to Damascus and he put a stop and hold to all that nonsense that I was doing. He completely turned my life around from that day forward. He instructed me to do something and so I'm on a mission and I refuse to give up that mission until the day I be at his side is what Paul is saying. Paul is saying ain't nothing that y'all could say or do to me that's going to stop me from preaching the word of God because he has saved my life to this very day. That spoke value to me. That spoke life to me because I felt exactly where he come from. Even just understanding how Paul was not giving up his testimony. He was not giving up his preaching. He was not going to stop telling people to repent because he was a witness and an example of what God has done for him. That spoke to me really, really profoundly that it made me realize that even to this day, as I get on this podcast and I say whatever needs to be said, God is helping me today. That means a lot to me. That is priceless. That is something that I cannot pay for with money, with things or anything. That is something that I can only pay for in repentance by saying, yes, Lord. I am to be used by you. I'm ready. Do your work in me. I glorify you because of what you have done for me, what you do for me, what you will do for me. That's how Paul made me feel by reading this chapter. It it made me understand that you can be once one way and God can immediately turn your life around. He's an immediate God. And it may not happen on our time, but his time is the perfect time because he knows our journey. So it just made me understand. So at that point, Festus interrupted Paul. He was like, bro, you are out of your mind. Are you crazy? All this preaching you've been doing, it's got you losing your mind. It's got you going crazy. Paul like, I am not crazy and I am not insane. Like, bro, you know me. Come on, Festus. You know I was with the whole shebang. You know I was with the business. You know I lay any one of these soldiers out if I could. But I'm not like that no more. And I'm, I'm only telling you what I know. I'm only giving you example of what has been done to me. How you upset that God has allowed his son to rise again. How are you guys mad? He like what I'm saying is true and it's reasonable. He like the king is familiar with these things and I can speak freely to him because he gave me the permission. I am convinced that none of this has escaped his notice because it was not done in a corner. I didn't do any of this trying to hide and 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 hide my hand. No, I stood here firmly. I crossed the cities. I crossed every place, the countries to testify what God has been doing for me. And yes, they wanted to seize me and bring me here to kill me for what? What did I do? I did nothing. So then Agrippa said to Paul, like, look, bro, do you think that in such a short time that you can persuade me to be a Christian? Paul, like, (laughs) that's not what I'm trying to do. Okay. Whether short time or long time. That's, that's, that's not my business. Short time or long time. I pray to God that not only you, but all who are listening to me today may become what I am, except in chains. Because they had them chained up. So he like, whether you believe me, short time or long time, that's none of my business. My business is to pray for you and for all who's listening to become what I am today, except for in chains. What has Paul became today as he's speaking about? Literally a turned person. 
somebody who repented, somebody who completely turned their life around, not by his will, but by God's will. So he knew that it was God's will who did that. So he's like, I can't pray. I can't pray for you to become a Christian today, nor tomorrow, maybe not even next week or a year from now. But what I do pray for you is that you become what I have. That means may God use you like he using me, except being in these chains. <laughs> that's a that's a bold statement right whether you believe me today or tomorrow that's not my job today my job is just to pray for you that you and who all witness me today become what i am except for in chain listen to that let it repeat in your mind because i want to become what paul is except for in chains i remember being in chains i remember not giving a crap about nothing about anything i remember not even looking to god for no guidance which was so silly of me now that i think about it like girl where did you think you were going <laughs> where do you think you're going without god <laughs> huh what do you think you're gonna have without god i mean because you can gain all these things but to gain them without god is what it's a loss so if i was you baby girl Wantrell, I will look to God for guidance, for understanding, for peace, for love, for relationship, for everything, even money, even finances. Yeah, you got to get up and work because work without faith is dead. Faith without work is dead. So yes, you have to work, but you need to know what direction you need to go in. So you need to get with God. You need to know how to love. So you need to get with God. You need to know how to manage your money. So you need to get with God. You need to testify and show people that what you once was and now you are today, you need to get with God. You need to show people that just because you come from no background with no mother figure and no father figure and no family and nobody to help you and no inheritance and no luck and no everything that can put you in a better position, you need to show them that by the grace of God that what you got today. You need to let them know fearlessly that God said you can have anything you want when you look to him, when you trust him, when you put your hope and your, and, and your life into his hands. He's going to make sure that he takes care of his children. I can testify that today. So yes, this story made so much sense to me and it made me be even more fearless to testify my story. I come from a broken home. I come from the ghetto. I come from the projects. I come from nothing. I come from poverty. And it's more than that just to have a roof over your head. It's more than that just to drive a fancy car. It's more than that just to have money because I can't take none of this with me. It's more that my spirit, my soul means more than my flesh. And my soul belongs to God. My spirit is guided by God. And I need that every day, all the days of my life. And so I really, really, really enjoyed this story. So today, you guys, that was our story. If you have not already, don't forget to click and subscribe to the newsletter. If you subscribe to our website, you will get an email that links you to a free gift. All you have to do is put in your information as if you were making a purchase and you will get them for free delivered to you and you will get your gift. Don't forget to do that. Don't forget to 
to send this message to somebody who you feel may benefit or who have a hard time reading the Bible, who wants to read the Bible or who wants to get with Jesus, but just don't know how, go ahead and send this message to them. Your mama, your father, your brother, your sister, your uncle, your grandma, your grandpa, the neighbors, baby daddies, friends, significant others, everybody. Just send this message to anybody and everybody who have a hard time reading the Bible. All it takes is one person to listen, to allow God to do a work in you. And, and remember, this is just, these are authentic stories from the Bible. I'm not trying to sugarcoat anything. I'm not trying to do anything outside of what God wants me to do. And because he wants me to dwell up in the Bible, this is, an, this is an exciting time for me to do this. And I'm very honored to do that. And so I just thank God. I thank God for you. I thank God for me. I thank God that God has his hand on anybody that listens to this message. If you are listening to this message, that's because God wanted you to listen to this message. So allow God to do a work in you as he is doing a work in me. And and may we all come together as cousins in Christ. So until next time, you guys, I am your cousin in Christ, Wantra Levette, and this is Bougie Bible Study on Blessed to BS. Bye!